Welcome to the Kings of Sports, the program that's changing the game one show at a time. With your host, Nate Milton. Yes! And Marcus Vandenberg. So sit back and relax, because you're now down with the Kings. Welcome to the Kings of Sport, the program, changing the game one show at a time, a.k.a. the world's most dangerous podcast, a.k.a. iTunes' longest running weekly episodic sports program produced and hosted by two or more African-Americans who are not affiliated with a major network. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you know, we, we, we had to take a little, take a little us time, you know, uh, take, take a little, a little vacay, a little, little, little time to recharge the battery. Uh, but but we fully fully charged, fully reloaded. You know, we ready to get back into this thing. We got so much to talk about this week. So let me not waste time. Let me bring in my tag team partner, my co-host, my brother, who hails from the city of angels, ladies and gentlemen. You know him, you love him. Give it up for Marcus. I sang on "Do What You Like," and if you missed it, I'm the one that said, "Just grab them in the biscuits." Vandenberg, what's good, brother? <laughs> What's up, Nate? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. It, it's been a been a minute since we reconnected, but uh, yeah, things have things have been going uh, as things do in our new reality. Uh, I'm, I'm scheduled to get uh, to get that vaccine tomorrow, so we'll see how that does. Which one are you getting? I'm getting the Johnson and Johnson. Oh, one the, hit done. Are we getting that one hit a quitter? Okay. Uh, so we'll see. Like apparently, like the side effects are less than the Moderna or the Pfizer. Uh, but yeah, the Rite Aid up by by where I'm staying at. Like I want to say last week, once Virginia kind of opened up the uh, vaccinations to everybody, it was like we got that J and J. We got that J and J on deck, fam. Uh, you know, you don't even need no appointment. Just come through. So I'm gonna go through okay. tomorrow morning and uh and get that shot, Marcus. All right. So yeah, I mean. You know, he's mentioned sort of getting back to to normal. I did some traveling, mm. which is, uh, you know, the first time I've been on a plane since January 2020. Um, so it's probably been the, the, the longest gap in my life, maybe. Not on an airplane. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think finally, um, I, I think July 4th was the target date that Biden had, right, in terms of sort yeah. of like this unofficial... You know, return to America, but I, th- I think we're going to get there by July fourth. So, uh, I mean, I 
I think we talked about you where you were headed, your destination on the show. I don't think uh, we did. I don't. I don't remember. I think you might have mentioned it when we had TJ on. Oh yes, I did. Yes, 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 I did. And so that's. I think that's the question everybody needs to know, Marcus Vanderberg. Not the details of what went on on your vacation, but did you uh, connect with with our good uh, brother TJ McClune out there? No, I didn't see TJ. Unfortunately, I was. I was flying into Austin, but I wasn't staying in Austin, so. Mm. Um, I didn't have time to link up with uh, with TJ, unfortunately. But um, next time, hopefully, ne- I I've already circled next September, twenty twenty two, when mm. um, Alabama is traveling to UT to play them. So I'm gonna hopefully get back down to Austin for that next year. Okay, okay, yeah, that that should be a fun fun little trip. Marcus Vandenberg, the newly christened. Crimson Tide fan out here on these streets. Roll Tide. <laughs> I, I, I will. I will tell you. I, I had on Sunday when they left. When they left Texas, I had on an Alabama hat and shirt. Mm. And nothing will unite the two Americas like Alabama gear. People that would probably never ever <laughs> think to talk to you will stop and say Roll Tide, and it's like this. I think that's sort of the, the beauty of sports, right? It's this common denominator that brings people together from both sides. And um, you really... Unless you're an Auburn fan. Well, you know, you don't see people wearing Auburn gear. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's 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 funny how many people, even in LA, like some dude was getting coffee and I had a Alabama hat on and he was just talking, like, roll tide, man. And he was just talking about... How excited he was for college football. And I'm like, all right. Yeah, me too. Um, so, yeah, sports is funny like that. It's like that story you told a few years ago. I think you were at Disney because you're always at Disney. And you had your uh, Bullet Club shirt on. Yes. And somebody too sweetie you in line. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> that was uh, that was Disney. I'm actually going back to We're going to Disneyland on Sunday, so that'll be a separate podcast. Okay, so with, we'll with, uh, with Young Simba? First time in Young Simba. Okay. So we will, um, and and the parts are still not crowded at all because of uh, mm-hmm. COVID reasons. But um, so that'll be that'll be interesting. Okay. Yeah. That should, that should be fun. That should be fun. They make make sure you know you got to take. I was gonna say you got to take uh, my my nephew to Wakanda, but they ain't even built that that space up yet in Disney. No, they've just finished the. Marvel area. Mm-hmm. So that's opening in June, but I think that's more Spider-Man focus. Yeah, probably um, Spider-Man, Iron Man, probably. No Wakanda yet. I, no Wakanda know. yet. Maybe one, so if we have a Black Panther 2 release date. Maybe. Well, we do, Marcus, we do. It, it, it's uh, June, I want to say June of uh, 2022. Yes. Uh, so yeah, summer 2022, we're getting that Black Panther sequel entitled Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Marcus Vandenberg. Yes. Um, also in 2022, since it got pushed back because of the pandemic, is the big D23 convention, which is mm. where Disney usually makes a lot of big announcements around theme parks in particular. So if there was a time to announce some type of Wakanda land or a ride 
it would be 2022 when you know the, the film is going to you know i think be the top film of the year so sort of riding off that yeah. wave into the summer I, I would hope that you would see an announcement then I think you, you, you just give me the perfect segue and you didn't even know it, Marcus Vandenberg. So I'm a professional. Because we got so many things to talk about this week. Some NBA, of course. Uh, the NFL, we're going to catch y'all up on our thoughts on, on some of the latest NFL news and, and uh, you know, our thoughts on the draft since we weren't around to give our thoughts. Then, uh, you know, we're going to do a little bit of uh, a tribute at the end of the show to uh, Shock G of Digital Underground, who's passed away in the interim since we last did a show. But, uh, you know, you just talked about Wakanda, Marcus Vandenberg, and, and Black Panther, and Chadwick Boseman. And that, that to me, symbolizes black excellence, Marcus. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if it's the complete opposite, but it is on the opposite side of the fence. Oh, From I black excellence is a little something called white mediocrity. <laughs> now, you know, Marcus Vandenberg, ever since episode one of the Kings of Sports, we have had no love, no time for white mediocrity. That's part of the reason the show got started. By the way, to, we, we, sh- we should applaud the the Patreon, the, epi- the episodes that you've been uploading. Oh, yeah, 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 one. yeah. We've got the original episodes of the Kings of Sport podcast uh, every weekend. For way back weekend, we drop a few episodes of the original episodes of the Kings of Sport featuring myself, Marcus, and Redacted. And uh, <laughs> it's... <laughs> yeah. I think we're up to episode four. Five. Or four, five. I think the last one you, you dropped was five for the weekend. Okay. Okay. But yeah, but like, so we got, we've got some really good episodes. Episode, I believe. Coming up with Bomani Jones. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like they're like, so if you, if you want to hear how this thing got started, because I believe as of right now, Podbean is the only place where you can hear all the way back to episode one. Um, you know, cause everybody else kind of cuts, there, yeah, but we have the yeah. entire archive. Yeah, so if you want the entire archive and you don't feel like going to Podbean and you feel like you know dropping a little something in our tip jar, uh, five dollars patreon.com backslash Kings of Sport, five bucks gets you in the door, and you can check out all of the original episodes of the Kings of Sport in chronological order. Uh, but yeah, so when we started the, the show, Marcus. Part of the reason that we started the show, in addition to, you know, just having fun and, and kind of connecting and talking about these issues and, and these games and whatnot, was that there's a lot of white mediocrity out here on these airwaves. You know, whether you're talking about somebody like a, a, a Clay Travis, very mediocre and very white. Uh, <laughs> uh, Boston Sports, very mediocre. And very white. And Marcus, you ain't got to comment on nothing because I don't want to get you in trouble with nobody out here. Uh, Colin Cowherd at the time, I thought he was very mediocre. I think I like Colin a little bit better now. Uh, but he's still very white. And so we ain't had no time for this white mediocrity, Marcus. But there is one exception to the rule for me. Maybe not for you, but for me, there is one exception to the rule of, of not supporting white mediocrity. And that is that man. That's Saint Marcus Vandenberg. Timothy R. Tebow. Tebow is back, y'all. Tebow made you a part two. What you gonna do, brother, when Tebow runs wild on you? Is this because he aligns with your Christian values, Nate? <laughs> He's been persecuted, Marcus. Persecuted. 
I think there's a lot of things with Tebow, man. I think here's the thing. Tebow, the only thing I think Tebow does well, besides like feeding the hungry kids all over the world and stuff like that, is play college football. Like he wasn't a good NFL quarterback. He wasn't a good minor league baseball player. He was he was a terrible broadcaster. Like Tebow is terrible on the microphone. But you know what? I think what I like about uh, Tebow Marcus is he he's not trying to come out here and just be like I'm Tim Tebow. He's just like you know, hey guys, I'm just talking about college football, and you know I I'm a little goofy, and you know I'm just here, I'm just out here, guys. Like I I like Tebow because. He doesn't like. I think if Tebow had the ego of Clay Travis, I would hate Tim Tebow. But I think Tebow just—he's just out here trying to live. Marcus, can can Tim live? Ego is not a word you ever associate with with Tebow. So that that is a positive. That is a that is true. So I, I think for those that don't know, for those that missed this story, I don't know how you missed this word changing story. Uh, Urban Meyer of, of your Jacksonville Jaguars. Shout out to that good man, Tony Khan. Urban Meyer is putting together this, this dream team, this murderous role of talent in Jacksonville. We got Trevor Lawrence. Sunshine is his number one pick in the draft. He went back and got, uh, uh, Etienne, uh, a few rounds later to, uh, hold the rock, the running back from Clemson. I like, I like that Travis Etienne pick a lot. I do. Um, yeah. I like, I like was- that. Super underrated at Clemson. He's, you know, he's paired with Trevor Lawrence, who he knows. Yep. Um, that was a really, really smart pick by them. I, yeah, I, I like that pick a lot. And then to put the cherry on top, to throw a little razzle-dazzle on it, Marcus, he went out and signed Timothy Tebow as a tight end. Now, this is where <laughs> we should inform you that Tim Tebow has – not played tight end in the NFL. Nope. He has not played tight end in college. <laughs> nope. He has not played tight end in high school. Nope. Maybe he's played <laughs> tight end on Madden with his buddies, Tecmo Bowl. <laughs> but in, in football games that matter, he has not played tight end. Continue. Yeah, so the big discussion over the last 24 hours or so, Marcus, has been, you know, does, does Tim deserve this? Is is he taking somebody's spot? Uh, you know, a lot of people are bringing up Colin Kaepernick, and you know how we feel about Cap on this show, man. We we always have supported Colin Kaepernick and feel like the NFL has done this man dirty uh, from the jump. Uh, but when it comes to Tebow, Marcus, I don't know. Like maybe it's just because like I I have a soft spot for Tebow, man. Like Tebow ain't mm-hmm. Tebow ain't trying to hurt nobody, man. He's just trying to play football. He's a how old is Tebow? Like thirty three. Tebow is now thirty three. Correct. 30, He's just like a 33-year-old man slash man baby. He's just out here trying to have fun with his life, Marcus. He ain't trying to hurt nobody. Is he taking a spot? I mean, in theory, but yes. he's taking I mean, a technically, spot from, yes. from someone who's probably not making the team, like mm. Tim Tebow. Um, the comparisons to Kaepernick, I think, are a stretch. Um Tebow's not signed to play quarterback. Uh, if he even makes the team, the idea of putting Tebow in at quarterback, maybe you would do it on a fourth and goal at the one to run a QB sneak. But the idea, you know, he's not coming in to, to lead the offense. 
So I think that the cabinet stuff is a, is a bit of a stretch, but I understand why people are upset. I think why people are so bothered by this move in particular is just knowing that he, I think Tebow has been portrayed as a player who's mm-hmm. had these doors open for him when he probably doesn't quote unquote deserve it. And yes, you know, even going back to his you know quarterback days in the NFL, definitely his baseball, his minor league baseball stint, where you know for multiple years he was, you know, when you talk about taking up a roster spot, I think the the, the baseball spot is probably more egregious than signing as a you know maybe as a backup tight end. So, mm. um, but since the Mets days when you know you could tell he was not good at baseball yet. The Mets continued to bring him back. And now he's been away from football for six seasons and has a chance to mate the Jaguars. And um, I don't think he's going to mate the team. And I think, you know, first of all, I, I think this is going to set up for the ultimate hard knocks Jaguars run this yes. summer. Where well, that's the thing. That's, I was going. I was going to bring that up, point up a little bit later. But I'm glad you brought it up, Mark. It's like the fact. And shout out to uh, everybody watching live along with us. We see Brother Bill up in the chat. Brother Jermaine, who uh, who uh, compliments you on your shape up, Marcus. Uh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, but I think that yeah, there's a there is another reason behind this more than I think. Just Urban out of the goodness of his heart throwing Tim a bone. Like, yeah, they're going to be on hard knocks. So you got Urban Meyer, your man Sunshine, Trevor Lawrence, and Tim Tebow. That's, that's ratings right there. Uh, and in, let's not forget the main event, Tony Khan. Come on. You know Tony Khan will yep. Oh, how his okay, over. What's the over-under on how many AEW cameos we get in this? Do we All see right, Cody have, or they'll Jericho they'll pop one. up? So they'll have, they'll have a, a, a Dynamite at uh, Daly's place mm. during training camp and then all the Jaguars guys will come and then they'll film it. That'll be like the big a- the AEW spot on HBO. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. And also Jermaine, Jermaine asked, didn't Urban also try to hire his racist buddy as the strength coach? Yes. Yes, that he did. That is very true. He did. Yes. Um, he hired him and then had to fire him. So. Had to fire him, yep. Uh well, that's the, other, that's the other thing, too, about Tebow I like, Marcus Vandenberg. Like, you have never heard. And, and in, in, in this day and age of social media and everybody got they, got their phones out, everybody got, you know, the microphones is on. We have never heard, to my knowledge, Tim Tebow say anything racist or, you know, sexist or, you know, like uh, misogynistic or, like, I don't even think I've heard Tim say anything that was homophobic, which is, Kind of surprising considering how, like you said earlier, how super religious this dude is. Yeah. I mean, he, he's got a clean resume. He's not a bad guy. I, I guess where where is our black Tim Tebow's? Where are the mm. black Talk um, about. athletes that are A-plus citizens, but maybe D-plus athletes that mm. continue to get chances like this? And I think that's where that I think that's where a lot of the, the a lot of the frustration doesn't come from Tim Tebow. It's it's more projected onto our people who don't 
sort of have this opportunity to sort of fail up or get yeah. multiple opportunities to live out their dreams. Um, I think that that's the, the big issue here. Well, that, and that's something I, I've, I've talked about it on, on a couple of different shows with, with, with folks. And I think on the Patreon, uh, we, we even had a conversation about this. It might've been on the political round table. We did after the election where it's like, where's, where's, where's the black mediocrity that's being celebrated. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we, it's either black excellence or nothing. Right. Whereas when, when, with, with Tim Tebow, and again, I don't have anything personally against Tebow, but it's like, that's by merit. You shouldn't have this opportunity. And that's an opportunity that would never go to uh, an athlete of color. Like, I think, like, maybe maybe the only place you f- you would find, quote-unquote, black mediocrity would be in the NBA, but that's only because the league is majority black. And so... The NFL you, is as you, well. Go, right. I was going to say, so, you, you know, you're going to have... Uh, I was trying to think who's the most mediocre NBA player I could think of. Um, that's a good question. I was trying to think of like a retired player. So trouble. That's right. I was trying to think of somebody retired, <laughs> so you don't you wouldn't have to meet up with him anytime soon. But like, uh, Anthony Peeler, John Conchat, John Conchat, <laughs> yo, John Conchat. John Contract. John Contract got paid. Uh, who was the guy that was like Dennis Rodman's best friend that always kept getting jobs? He was on the Spurs. Was it Jack Haley? Jack Haley. Jack, yes. Jack Haley got checks for, for yes. being mediocre. Uh, <laughs> oh, like, that's a great question. Like, if we went through each sport, like, who's... Who is the who's the Mendoza line of each sport? Yeah. Like bare minimum average. But you know, getting back to Tebow Mark, it's like, okay, so you're saying you don't think he'll make the roster, the the final roster. No. Um the Jaguars have five tight ends at the moment. Tebow would make sense. Okay, okay, Marcus, here's the here's the thing. Mm-hmm. And I know this doesn't make sense from a football standpoint. But I'm just going to say it. If my choices are Tyler Eifert and Tim Tebow, knowing that Tyler Eifert is 10 times the tight end that Tim Tebow is, I think I still might go with Tim Tebow because Tyler Eifert mm, got some character issues for me, Marcus Vandenberg. Eifert does? Yeah, I mean, look, unless I'm mistaken, yeah, I'll throw that out there. But I, I believe during last summer, when everything was really Uh-oh. out there in the open racially, mm-hmm. your man's Tyler Eifert was was on the wrong side of history, so to speak. So, oh. yeah, Tyler Eifert, not feeling him. He's got a little bit of a who's your guy that just was he uh, was on the Steelers. Now he's with the Ravens. Uh, Villanueva. Oh, Antonio, yeah, yeah. Where Villanueva just kept—it's like mm, you're not—you're not seeing the—you're not getting the picture. And I need you to get the picture, uh, Villanueva. And so, yeah, I think Eifert's in that same boat where there was something going on with Black Lives Matter, and he instead decided to honor 
police officers or soldiers or something that didn't have nothing to do with what we was talking about? Mm. Mm. I should say of the of the five tight ends, none of them are really great. Um, the the only name that's recognizable is uh, James O'Shaughnessy, who was on the the uh, the Texans. So. Yeah, I competition I, or not? To, I think to, I've cut me, him uh, on Madden a couple times. Yeah, <laughs> so the the there's not a, a great name on that roster. I guess no. if if he could come in and figure out how to block and stuff. But again, as we mentioned, didn't play tight end in high school, didn't play tight end in college, mm. didn't play in the NFL. The idea of just walking in and learning the position over the summer, I think, is almost insulting to the tight ends they have on the roster. Well. I, Hold on, hold on. Jermaine is out here with some slander, like on multiple oh, of levels. Of course, it's Jermaine. Yeah, the, the the number one hater in the game. First of all, talking about how does Tyrod Taylor keep working? Second of all, <laughs> talking about Tebow just there to sell tickets like Sting. Like, sir, first of all, Tyrod Taylor <laughs> is a good quarterback, man. Like, like I don't need, I don't know what you've been watching. Like before, your man Josh Allen. Revitalized the Bills. The last time they went to the playoffs was with that man Tyrod Taylor, and they tried to bench him for the Peter Man, Marcus. The Peter Man, yeah. The Peter Man. Okay, that's that's the line. I think. Look, if the Peter Man can have a job, anybody can have a damn job in the NFL. That's a good line, and he's still he's still getting his checks. <laughs> Is he in Vegas now with the Raiders? He's in the Raiders, yeah. Yeah, if the Peter man can have a job. Yeah, but Tyrod Taylor was good, man. Was Didn't he make the Pro Bowl a couple times? Uh, I believe so. During yeah. The what's, what's, this, what's this slander, Jermaine? Well, like, Jermaine just happy he finally got a real quarterback for the first time in over a decade. He's very excited about his quarterback. And so on that note, Marcus, let's talk about the NFL draft. Uh, again, no surprise, the number one yeah. overall pick was your boy Trevor Lawrence, a.k.a. Sunshine going to the Jaguars and then your Jets pick second. Uh, you know, they got their quarterback. I'm still not I'm still not sure about that pick, Marcus. Not sold. I mean, he'll sell some headbands. They'll, they'll, <laughs> they'll try to find a way to sell those. Yep. Uh, then the, the biggest mystery of the night was the third pick, which was the 49ers. And they had all this smoke and mirrors going on with Mac Jones. And then when the name was called, it turned out it was your boy Trey Lance going to the 49ers. Do you think that's a good fit uh, with what Kyle Shanahan likes to do out there? I do. I just, if they're going to be patient with Trey, because he has really one season of football under his belt. That one season was one double A football. And mm. he's probably gonna need some time. He didn't. He played one game last year. He played essentially off the total of the game uh, as a showcase for Trey Lance. And yep. uh, during COVID, they did not have a season. Trey had that one game. He didn't, I don't think he played the entire game, and that was it for him. So, if the Niners are expecting to move Jimmy G and move straight to Trey Lance this season, I think that will backfire. But Considering they have a, a quarterback in Garoppolo, that will hopefully allow them to be patient. Um, I think if they were looking to 
start someone right away, they would have gone Matt Jones. I think Matt Jones is day one ready, more so than, than Trey Lance. But um, mm. I'm curious to see. I mean, it's cool to see a black quarterback in San Francisco. Yeah, I, I like I like uh, the pick. I think it's a great situation for Trey in that he doesn't need to start immediately. Uh, you know, you can still get some mileage out of your man, Jimmy G. Uh, so that was that pick. Then the next pick, Marcus, this was what I've been waiting for all year. Pick four to the Atlanta Falcons. And I'm sitting there the whole time. And, and just the way that, you know, uh, Mel Kiper Jr. and Shefty and Lewis Riddick are uh, throwing up all these potential possibilities. And basically it comes down to either Fields or Pitts. Justin or Kyle. And so I'm sitting there, I'm like, you know, I'll be happy with Kyle, but I really want Justin. And then your man Goodell comes up with the fourth pick in the NFL draft, the Atlanta Falcons. And it felt like, I, like this probably wasn't real, Marcus, but it felt like he was dragging this pick out longer than any of the other picks. Like the Atlanta Falcons, based out of Atlanta, Georgia, <laughs> who play in the Mercedes-Benz. Like, read the pick, man. <laughs> it was like the Atlanta Falcons select. Kyle Pitts, tight end, Florida. And I'm like, you know what? I'm okay with shuffle. that. Come on, Nate. Let's bring it back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the Pitsy <laughs> shuffle. Like, I'm, I'm okay with that, Marcus. Like, I think long-term I would have liked Fields, but I think in the immediate and, you know, for, like, the next five, ten years, Pitts is going to be good in Atlanta. You know, as long as, long as they don't trade Julio. Because if they trade Julio, then I'm going to be looking at him, um, you know, some type of way. I think Kyle Pitts could be the best off in this draft outside of quarterback. Mm. Um, I think he's that good. He's the, the things he sits, sits, 240 sits as the tight end. Um, he's just a, a freak on the field. And I do think, I know you, you desperately need a new quarterback and you want a new quarterback, but I think if you're looking at Justin Fields there, or even Matt Jones there at four. I think next year, or even two years from now, the quarterback options will be higher. Considering, let's let's assume that the Falcons aren't going to all of a sudden, you know, win the Super Bowl. They're probably going to still be, you know, top ten draft mm. pick in the next couple of years. Um, I think that the quarterbacks that are coming out. Uh, the next couple of years in that range, I think we'd be better off than a Justin Fields. So, yeah, hang tight, hang tight with Matt Ryan. He's not going to lose <laughs> you games. Um, he's not going to embarrass you. I, I, again, like I think if they keep Julio, this could be an interesting team offensively. Julio, you, then you'd have Julio, Ridley, Ridley and then yeah. Pitts. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. So uh, yeah, Kyle Pitts went forward to my Falcons, and so yeah, let's. Just, I'm gonna hit, hit the top fifteen, and we can go back and talk about individuals if you want, Marcus. So yeah, number one was the Jaguars picking Trevor Lawrence. Number two was the Jets taking Zach Wilson. Three was the Niners taking Trey Lance. Four was the Falcons with Kyle Pitts. Number eight, the Cincinnati. Num, number five. I don't know why I skipped the number eight. <laughs> number five was the Cincinnati Bengals with uh, Jamar Chase, the wide receiver from LSU. Number six was the Dolphins taking Jalen Waddle, the uh, wide receiver from Marcus's Crimson Tide. Seven was the Detroit Lions with Penny Sewell, offensive tackle out of Oregon. Eight, here's eight, was the Carolina Panthers with J.C. Horn, the 
cornerback from South Carolina. The Broncos took Patrick Sertain the second from Alabama, cornerback. Ten, the Eagles took Devontae Smith from Alabama. So many Alabamans going in this first round, Marcus Vandenberg. Devontae Smith, the wide receiver from Alabama. Number 11, Jermaine's Bears took Justin Fields, quarterback. Number 12, the Cowboys took Michael Parsons. I think that's a good pick. Yeah. Uh, number 13, the Chargers took Rashawn Slater, offensive tackle out of Northwestern. 14, the Jets again took uh, Elijah Vera Tucker from USC. And at 15, Marcus, this this might have been the, the outside of the top five picks. This was the big storyline for night one. Because as soon as the 49ers decided not to pick Mac Jones, we knew we was in for some quality entertainment. Yep. Because for the next hour, hour and a half, we get to look at Mac Jones just in the in the yeah. backstage area in the green room, looking like Will Smith on that one episode of Fresh Prince. Like, how come he don't want me, man? Just sitting there as pick after pick after pick gets drafted. And finally, at number 15, Mac Jones' father comes to rescue him because Bill <laughs> Belichick and the Patriots pick him up with the 15th pick in the draft. Uh, thoughts on Mac Jones or any of the other uh, picks in that top 15, Marcus? Um, off the bat, it was good to see so many reunions. You got Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. You have Jalen Waddle and Jalen Hurts. Excuse me. Jalen Waddle and Tua Tundavaloa in Miami. And uh, Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think in all three cases, that will help um, their young quarterbacks to sort of get on the same page that season. Um J.C. Horn didn't draft it. made me feel old just knowing that his father, mm-hmm. Joe Horn. Yep. Um, and Patrick Sertan. <laughs> back to back, man. Just, jeez. <laughs> uh, Justin Fields, the, the Bears moved up to, to draft a quarterback that they desperately needed. I, I like that pick a lot. I like it. I just, again, <laughs> the the Bears and quarterbacks, I just, I just wonder. Yeah. How this is going to actually play out? In I'm hoping they don't like. Look, don't rush him. Like, don't force him. I know you want to win, but take look. Take this beating with Andy Dalton for the for next season, and let let uh, Fields learn. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, think I think they will stay the course with uh, with Dalton, but you never know. Uh, I, 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 you know, going back to the Cowboys, I did like that pick of uh, Parsons uh, for that defense because I feel like. They're all like we know the offense is good. They done paid all this money to Dak and Zeke and the receivers. And so it's like if the defense can just do their job and be competent, they they probably win the division. And who knows what happens in the playoffs. So I, I did like the pick of uh, Parsons from the Cowboys. I was fully expecting him to take a receiver just because mm. they're the Cowboys, but <laughs> they uh they did the right thing. And then Matt Jones. Going to the Patriots. At <laughs> you see the way he walked out of that backstage area, Marcus. He was well, he, happy. He had, he, had, he had the pep in his step, boy. He was, <laughs> he was ready to go. Uh, so I guess the question with the Patriots then, how quickly do you think we see Mac Jones this season? <laughs> <laughs> Does Cam get at least two starts before we see Mac Jones? 
two preseason starts. Wow. No, I'm kidding. Um, the, the hate, the slander. Put it this way. If if Cam is looking like he did at the end of last season, mm-hmm. I would give Cam probably four starts this year. Yeah. Assuming that those four starts aren't wins. You know, I'm assuming, you know, the schedule comes out on Wednesday, but... Um, let's assume that the, the Patriots are one and three. Yeah, I, I think it depends on also when, like, when's their bye. Yeah. Because uh, I do feel like if, if you know, we're talking week seven, week eight-ish, and then there's a bye, I could, I could see that as when they decide to pull the trigger if they're not winning. Uh, but, yeah, like, I, I think Mac Jones is a good fit. Uh, you know, sorry about your damn luck, Jared Stidham. Uh, you, <laughs> you thought this was about to be your gig? Nope. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's a good move by the Patriots. Jermaine also just brings up something, Mark, is that, you know, who knows if that could happen in the chat, just talking about potential quarterbacks available. Like, you know, particularly you're talking about Alabama, some of these young quarterbacks coming up. That could be very interesting for the team and for this show. I mean, I told you in two years might be a draft to pay attention to. You know, if you if you need a mobile Agile, mm-hmm. black quarterback. I mean, you know. Oh, and then we can bring Tim Tebow in, and he can learn on the shut Tebow. Up, shut up. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So anything, by anything by else? Then, on Tebow the... will be on to like another job. He'll be. Yeah, you know. it is a thing, Marcus. Again, my last thing on Tebow. Like, like it is it quote unquote fair? No. Is it based on merit? No. Is it you know that that good old boys network? Yes. Uh, but here's the thing: if if there's any any man who's white privilege, I don't begrudge. He might be the only one, Marcus. It's Tim Tebow, because I feel like he's not going to use it irresponsibly. <laughs> Put it this way: if let's say Nate, you were running the Jaguars, I feel like I would I would get a phone call for some type of position, right? I I could you know. It was like, here's the thing, yeah. like if you were running, if, if I was running the Jaguars, that means I'm working for Tony Khan, which means I'm probably all, also doing some stuff for AEW. So there's a lot, there's a lot of tough stuff we can do, Marcus Vandenberg. Yeah, I mean that that stuff it happens. Chris yeah. Chris Ely would be the lead commentator for AEW Dynamite, the professor. Oh man, just angry, just for no reason. Who's going to pay the violations for the profanity? <laughs> Like, yeah, the first five minutes he's calling Cody Rose the N-word. Like, Chris, yeah, come on, man. Put that Moderna down. Uh, but, yeah, like, I think that's, like, yeah. Like, we know how the game works. I think the issue more so than with Tebow in this situation is where's where's the equity, right? Like, there's not enough black people in these positions of ownership, of general managers, of head coaches, that that buddy-buddy stuff is equitable. And so when something like this happens with Tebow, it does stand out. But I'm not gonna put I'm not gonna put that on Tebow because I don't I don't feel like Tim was on the phone like, hey, Urban, Urban, I need a job. I feel like that's something Urban brought to Tim. Ooh, what's a good question? Ooh, I really don't know who who called who. Yeah, with the idea. Because if if Urban called Tim and it's like like okay, I'm getting yeah, a shot back. What supposed to say? Yeah. Right. But if if Tim if Tim was called Urban, sliding the Urban's DMs, I think that's a little different. Right? Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, 
So let's go from the gridiron, Marcus Vandenberg, to uh, your jurisdiction, your bailiwick, the NBA, the National Basketball Association. Bit my tongue right there, but that's okay. I'm, I'm going to play. Look, unlike LeBron, I'm going to play hurt. Oh, uh, see. My bad. Look, look, that was Jermaine. Jermaine's pettiness rubbed off on me listen, right there. Listen, Kent Bazemore. Calm down over there. Ah, yo, Kent Bazemore. Yeah. Kent Bazemore. That's, that's your boy, by the way. I mean, he is, though. Old, Old Dominion University. Respect to Kent Bazemore, even though he was being real disrespectful to Bradley Beal. Very, very disrespectful. <laughs> uh, but we, we got, what, a week? A week left? Two weeks? In the regular season? So the regular season ends on Sunday, mm. and then we have a uh, play tournament next weekend, and um, the playoffs officially start next Saturday. Okay, so I, I guess let's you know I brought up LeBron in a joking fashion, but you know we we do respect uh, the Kang on this show. Uh, but as a Lakers fan, how are you feeling right now, Marcus? Because I have to admit. I I don't have a lot of confidence in, in what the Lakers can do in the postseason right now. If not not if LeBron and AD aren't right. So I think let's just assume that when LeBron does come back, whether it's um, tonight or Wednesday, that he is you know as healthy as he's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Anthony Davis has finally turned the corner. We saw that against Phoenix, where he had. You know, 40 plus points. Um, so if, if those two are even 85%, I think they will get past the play-in tournament, which at the moment would be Golden State the first night, and then the loser of that game would have to play again and win um, for that, uh, that seventh seed. If yeah. I am Phoenix, I do not want any parts of the Lakers in round one. <laughs> uh, I just think, you know, we saw on Sunday without LeBron, the Lakers were up big for most of that game. You you have a team that, yes, it's led by Chris Paul, but it's a team composed of guys that, that have not sort of been on that stage yet. Right. Uh, Devin Booker and a DeAndre Aiden and a Cam Johnson. Um so I don't know if that's the best, you know, introduction to the playoffs that you want as a as a Suns fan or as a as the Suns in general. Um, so I, I don't, you know, I'm not too worried as a Lakers fan as you know, the first round where it gets tricky. I think is, let's say somehow they end up as the eight seed playing Utah. Mm. I think that is a, a much bigger challenge for the Lakers at the moment than Phoenix. Um, if Somehow the, the Blazers drop down to seventh and the Lakers move up to sixth. That would mean Lakers Clippers in the first round. Mm. That wouldn't be ideal, I think, for the Lakers right away. Um, so there's so many, I think, different scenarios. But I think the, the best outcome at the moment would be staying in the seventh spot, beating Golden State or Memphis in the, the first round of the playing tournament and moving on. And then playing Phoenix, knowing that you probably, you definitely on, on paper have the better team, and probably psychologically, you're going to have the advantage over a team that really hasn't been there. Yeah, I, I think the issue with the Lakers is, as you just outlined right there, Marcus, there are more paths to defeat than victory. 
in this scenario, you know, because I, I think that they'll they'll hold it seven, maybe even uh, past the Portland. But I think it's if we had another week, maybe in the playoff uh, in the in the regular season, like if we had two weeks left, I think I'd feel a little bit more secure. You know, because you get LeBron worked back in, AD still working back. Uh, you know, Schroeder, you get Schroeder back. I think yeah. then I'd have a little bit more confidence, Marcus. But like, it's time is not of the essence for the Lakers. I think, honestly, best case scenario for me in my mind, I don't think they're going to repeat. I think at best they get bounced in a competitive series in the second round. Let me ask you this: Who do you feel? better about the Lakers as the seventh seed with their issues or the Nets as the two Ooh. seed with their issues? I have more faith in the Lakers just because we've seen them do it. Mm-hmm. And with the Nets, you've got this great collection of talent, but I don't know if they're a great team and we know they can't play defense, right? Yeah. And that's part of that formula for success in the postseason. I'm also hoping that the Nets continue to stay at number two because I may or may not have uh, placed a wager for entertainment purposes only on the 76ers winning the East. Uh, so I need that to come through. You're, uh, you're in a legal state. It's okay. <laughs> yes, we are. Bet MGM. Holla, holla. Okay, real quick. While we on Bet MGM, mm-hmm. I have wagered my hard-earned money with these people, and, and, and I was a beta tester for their – app you know that's how i figured found out about the app in the first place i'd have supported these people and they have the nerve marcus to come out with a podcast called the king of sports oh that's right yeah the the unmitigated gall to do this and not even sign up like okay i understand that that's kind of the mgm tagline but the least you could do is sign up for the patreon fam throw us a little kickback <laughs> let jamie fox come on the show like that that's a fair trade <laughs> It's a crossover, yeah. Crossover, you know, help us help you, yeah. Bet MGM. But, uh, yeah, like I put down a wager on the 76ers and the Suns, and one of those is looking real good right now. The other one is tenuous. Is that to win their the To win their conference. conference. Win the, oh, so you would need the Suns to pass Utah then. Yeah, so, I, I've, like, I've got – fortunately, I didn't put it in a parlay. I've made two separate straight bets. Okay. So I like the the Sixers one seems like a lock right now. A lock, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, right now the Suns are a game and a half back. I think they are. Uh, Utah lost last night, so that that'll help you maybe. But Phoenix would need to probably win out to make that happen. Yeah, and I put them like I put my bets in further away or far enough in advance that I got really good odds on the Suns. So I'm hoping the Suns come through. Cause that'll be a nice little uh, little bonus. Fingers uh, crossed. Yes. So yeah, you've been listening to gambling talk. Like, see, you don't even need to bet MGM Sports Podcast. <laughs> like, look, I don't know how they got it set up, but y'all can whatever you paying them, you can pay us, and and we'll, we'll do all the promotion for you. We're not above selling out like that for the right price. For the right price. <laughs> for the right. Look, we have morals and integrity. Uh, they're not for sale, but they can be leased. Uh, so, uh, any any other news in the NBA markets? Because I I feel like oh well, no, nah, we we were stuck in the West. That's what I wanted to go. I wanted to go to the East real quick. 
Yes. Uh, so we could talk about uh, America's team currently in fifth place. Those those scrappy Atlanta Hawks, Marcus Vandenberg. Great, great home team. What worries me about them is the way they play on the road, and that is something that will come into play in the playoffs. Yeah, so the Lakers could do the Hawks a, a huge favor tonight um, mm. by beating the Knicks. Yep. And helping Atlanta try to get that four seed. I say that to say, well, it just doesn't matter if it's it's four or five. You're, you're stuck getting Philly in the second round anyways. I'm trying to think. It, it's probably, if you're the Hawks, I think you want the sit seed because I want no parts of Philly. And... Mm-hmm. Do you'd rather go against the Bucks? I think you, you roll the dice with the Bucks only because... If you get past the bots, I think the the path to the second round would be easier than right. You know, trying to beat the Nets and then assuming you beat the Nets and you get Philly. Um, I think the bots have shown in the past in the playoffs that they're a bit flawed, and um, you know, I, I think Capella and Collins to find a way to try to neutralize Giannis inside. So it wouldn't be it wouldn't be an easy task, but I also don't think it's an no. impossible task. I hear what you're saying, Marcus, but I think I think I would rather I don't know why I made myself so big right here. Well, let's go with it. I think I would rather <laughs> uh take on the Knicks just because that's I think that's a winnable first round. And then we then we'll get we'll get smoked by whoever we see in the second round. I I, I mean, just want I just want one it, just I just want one it, round, Marcus Vandenberg. Yeah. One round. Considering where this team was, yeah, uh, before Pierce got canned, this is uh, this is you know a success for them. So it's a even, big, even a big indictment on the Lloyd Pierce era, and I, I like Lloyd, but we can see. Yeah, um, this is the team that I think everyone envisioned when they, you know, signed Budanovich, they signed Gallo. Um, yeah, and look, I need to make an apology because I was I was sleeping on Gallo and Bogdanovich, and maybe you know uh, I was I was uh, mystified by the complexion, Marcus. I was like, you know, I was I was buying into the stereotypes of the European ball player. I wasn't feeling those those signings, Marcus. But both of them, particularly Bogey, like has stepped been up. Excellent, yeah, yeah. And I think both guys were definitely hurt this year at some point, and maybe it just took them. A little time to get going and trying to figure out their role in the offense. Um, you know, I think Gallo's had a down year compared to mm-hmm. his previous years, but um, you know they have a they have a solid core. They have to figure out what to do about John Collins in terms of a contract, but yeah, you know, assuming that all of these guys are back next season, on top of whatever draft pick they might have on top of free agency. Um, I think they, they could be a top four team in the East for a while. And they, they got a really good foundation. Like I, I, I've been, uh, uh, on the, on the Trey young, the trader barge ice tray bandwagon for since day one, Marcus. I think, you know, he's somebody that continues to improve. I like, 
like I said, I like the signings. I think, you know, they've got some good interior play. Uh, like your man, Nathan Knight came. Yeah. Nathan Knight came out of nowhere. Like (laughs) who this dude, but, uh, he's been playing, he was playing good. Um, I think this is a team with with with, a, with some upside, uh, but then the question is, Marcus, looking at the entirety of the East, because we talked about the top, we talked about kind of the teams in the middle, with the play in on the East, who would you have at this moment kind of handicapped as your favorite? So Boston was still a huge blow mm. on Monday with Jalen Brown uh, is out for the season. Um, then you have Charlotte, who we'll get to in a second. You've Indiana, which has been just a, a mess of a year for a variety of reasons. And then you have the Wizards at 10th, who have not clinched that 10th spot yet. The Bulls are still, they have a, they have a chance to somehow sneak in, but they would. Jermaine's, Jermaine's holding on to that last bit of hope for the Bulls. Yeah, keep, keep holding. Um, <laughs> of those four, I am most, most optimistic about Charlotte. Mm. Um, Lamella Ball is back. They were able to not lose too much ground with him out for, I think it was a month. Yeah, they kind of weathered the storm. Yeah, and I I think, you know, with with Boston beat up, I think they could beat Boston and that that Celtics team. Yeah. uh, You know, assuming. I have no faith in the Pacers. (laughs) No, I'm assuming the Wizards will beat the Pacers, and that will mean we will get a Pacers. Boston game, which, ugh. Mm. Um, you know, someone has to win. But of those four, I feel the strongest about Charlotte. Washington, I just, listen, I know Russell Westbrook's having a, an amazing run. He yeah. set the new triple-double record last night. I'm going to say shout-out to Russ. Uh, you know, look, that was the perfect game for me last night, Marcus, because Russ, like, I've, I've always been a fan of Russ, even though, like, some in the media – have had an issue with the dude. Uh, so I was happy to see him set the record, but even happier that he set the record and we still won with the Hawks beating the Wizards. It was the, it was yeah. a perfect scenario. I mean, it was the, it was the perfect Westbrook game. Triple double. <laughs> lose by five. At the end and you lose by one. Um, but the, the two issues for the Wizards, one, Bradley Bill's not healthy. He's done yeah. a hamstring injury. Number two, Stout Brooks. Stout Brooks can't coach. And <laughs> defensively, they've been terrible. And I just don't see how the Wizards are going to stop anyone in the playoffs um, no. defensively. So, yeah, I mean, they might make the playoffs, but if they play in Philadelphia in round one, come on. That's a sweep. So, real quick before we go to our last topic, Marcus, in terms of just kind of early predictions, and we'll narrow our predictions once we get a set field for the pl- for the playoffs. Um, who would be your odds-on favorite for the finals right now from the East and the West? In the East, um, give me Philadelphia in the East. And in the West, and the West is so wide open. That's yeah. going to be interesting. Um, I'm going to say the Lakers still. 
Um, I just think that there, there are so many variables with some of these teams that until I see them sort of prove themselves in the playoffs, and this even applies to the Clippers, um, I just have a hard time picking against the Lakers considering that they have two of the top five players in the league. Um, mm. So I will I will say the Lakers by hook or crook will find a way to get there. <laughs> so Marcus is going Lakers and Philly. I'm agreeing with you on Philly. Uh, I think Philly overall, like they don't have those three transcendent players like the Nets do, but I just like the way they play as a team better and, and defensively they're better. Yep. Uh, than Brooklyn. So I'll give the edge to Philly in the East. In the West, like you said, Marcus, it, it is wide open, and the Lakers could do it, but I could also see a scenario where the Nuggets get through somehow, or the Suns, or, you know, Utah, the number one seed, uh, goes through. But I'm going to I'm gonna stick with my wager, Marcus, and, and, and go with I'm going to stick with my wager and go with the Suns versus the Sixers in an NBA Finals that nobody wanted. Charles Barkley might want that. <laughs> yes, Charles Barkley will present the trophy. Yes. Uh, you know, because he gets around. Mound a rebound. <laughs> so I brought that all together, Marcus. Speaking of getting around, we, we can't lead a show this week, Marcus, without talking about a loss in the uh, – world of, of, of music, particularly hip-hop and, and uh, you know, just black culture in general, man. Uh, Shock G from Digital Underground passed during the interim, during our break. Uh, so, you know, I know you you uh, West Coast guy out there, so any thoughts on uh, Shock G and, and the Underground, brother? Yeah, it was, uh, Shock G was only 57. Mm. Um, and this comes after DMX. Yep. And Black Rob, Black Rob, yes. So it's been a, a tough stretch for uh, for hip hop. Um, Digital Underground was one of the first cassettes that I owned. Mm. Um, <laughs> the Sex Packets or the Humpty Dance Single? Humpty Dance Single. Yes. <laughs> That's that's that that's a tape that I definitely remember having, and um, sort of not a not knowing what the song was about. Number one, <laughs> um, like, then, I like going to Burger King too. <laughs> yeah, and then at the time, not knowing sort of about um, Digital Underground, sort of reach and their influence in um, Tupac's sort of um, his role with it, with it all so um, but I mean as a kid like how do you how do you not hear the Humvee dance and not enjoy it like that's that's yeah. that was a, a catchy song and a song that um, you know was quote unquote a West Coast song but a song that was able to um, sort of become mainstream a mm-hmm. mainstream hip hop song from what 89, 90 so um, he is probably does not get enough credit for the work he did as a um, sort of a producer, as an MC. It felt like people, I think, associated you know Shot G with just that one song, but he was you know so much more than that. Yeah, like I feel like 
when it comes to digital underground as a whole, like the way that they, the music and, you know, the samples that they chose and bringing in, you know, some of that R&B, bringing in some of that jazz, bringing in some of that funk. You know, I thought that was something that just caught my ear when I was younger. You know, uh, the Humpty Dance, same song, uh, you know, Do What You Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, like, like you said, Marcus, like they, they were authentic, but they were also like they were able to tap into that mainstream, and they had a, you know, they had a few hits. Uh, Kiss you back, Kiss you back, yep. Which I think was recently used for like a wafer commercial or some crackers. Hmm. It's like <laughs> I don't even know, maybe some Triscuits. It was like uh, Triscuit, the snack that kisses you back, and the shimmy shimmy cocoa pop. Like, okay, this is. What we doing? Cool. Glad Shock G got a check for that. But uh, you know, when when you talk about Shock, personally, I think it was a combination of just the the flow, just the creative creativity uh, that he brought to the table, and then the humor. Like, yeah, yeah, that was a big part of it because you know you had Shock and you had Humpty, and just the ridiculousness and the over the top uh, aspect of Humpty Hump, and like. I'm, I'm not even going to lie, Marcus. It took me a minute to figure out that they was the same dude. Like, that wasn't something I picked up picked up on immediately from the jump. I was like, wait a minute. This <laughs> this Humpty character sounds a lot like Shock G. And yeah. put it together like, oh. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, like he. What, 1989? There was no internet to, to verify the stuff. Right. Well, And that's the thing, man. Now, like, that was a thing back then. We had Arsenio Hall as Chunky A. But I saw through that, Marcus. I was like, yeah. That's just Arsenio in a fat suit. Or when Garth Brooks was uh, uh, Chris Gaines, that's just Garth Brooks with an emo wig on. But Shock G and Humpty, like, I thought they were legit two different people, man. <laughs> K-Fabe, man, K-Fabe. K-Fabe. But uh, what's what's your favorite Digital Underground song, man? Ooh, Do What You Like. Mm-hmm. I, see, I, see. I was hoping you was gonna pick something a little bit more mainstream, but I'm right with you. Like, I love "Do What You Like," like in particular the full album version. The the with the, the sign off. Yes. With a, yes. Now we will pro- commence the fade out for all radio stations. Yes. And then it fades out for like five seconds, and it comes back. If you were at a listening to this at a block party house. Uh, <laughs> Or out on somebody's stoop, we will continue the song. This has been brought to you by the Digital Underground Talk How You Like Posse. It, like, the, it's a great song. Yeah, the the album version is almost nine minutes compared yes. to um, the the single edit, but um, and the, and the samples in that song alone. Um, I'm I'm glad all that stuff got cleared. You know, you can find that on iTunes because there's a lot of, I mean, Prince and Parliament. I mean, there's a yep. lot of people that were sampled in that track, so. Yeah, and I think in a way, they kind of helped bring, or if not bring funk to like a younger generation, like they kept it alive. Uh, you know, because yeah. because of listening to Digital Underground, I found out about, you know, Parliament and George Clinton and Bootsy Collins. And I probably would, like, I might have listened to them eventually, but I was going specifically because I heard a reference or a sample on the digital underground record, like, let me go check out this George Clinton. And it's like a whole other genre of music was open to me. And that's because of what shock and, and, and digital underground did. Mm-hmm. And they put Tupac on. Yeah. 
I mean, that's, like, that's maybe their the, biggest the, accomplishment. The biggest, uh, achievement. The biggest, yeah, that is. I mean, it, there would be no Tupac if you didn't have Digital Underground, and we all know Tupac's career and how that all played out. But considering that that was his start, um, he's you know Tupac will be the biggest sort of link to that group. Yeah. Now, now I climb around when I hang around with the underground. Like, come on. Yeah. That that video, like the same song video from this terrible movie called Nothing But Trouble. <laughs> like, it literally is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life with Dan Aykroyd and Demi Moore, I believe. And I think I think it's a Chevy Chase joint, too. Oh. Like back when Chevy was Chevy was out here struggling for a minute after like after Fletch and the vacation movies, Chevy was trying to get back on with this nothing but trouble. I think this was after his talk show failed too. The Chevy Chase show. A talk show. Come on, you yeah. Tebow earlier. How did <laughs> Chevy Chase have a talk show? Granted, yeah, this Magic was like had, Magic had one too, and we know how. I was that like, yeah, Magic out. had the Magic so, Hour. All right, we're even. We're even. With, Look, the, the best thing about the Magic Hour was see Sheila E, though. Sheila E, I'm glad she got a check for that because she was, are you ready for magic? Then just your boy Irvin just, mm, We should really go back and review an episode of the Magic Hour. Of the Magic Hour? <laughs> yes, yeah, we'll, we'll have to do that. We'll have to do that. That show we'll, was, I was only, shit, maybe like eight or nine. Mm. At the time, I can tell you that show was bad as a kid. That's how bad it was. It was just like <laughs> Magic wasn't even saying words directly. It was just no, no. I love Magic, I, but I, I was gonna say yeah. obviously both of us love Magic. You even more so than me. Yeah. But that that just was not good. No, no. no. <laughs> but uh, like the, the nothing but trouble though. Like that movie is is terrible. But the one redeeming quality is that's where we got uh, the same song. Uh, and that, like that one scene where Shock and, and Digital Underground go into the courtroom and do a full, like a full performance of the song. It's not edited, so this is like the only saving grace of the movie. They do a full performance of the same song, and it's just wonderful. I'm like, yeah, these these guys were just cool. Like, even here's how cool Digital Underground was, Marcus. And I'm, you remember this? Maybe some of the listeners remember this, but the anti-gang violence track with the West Coast hip-hop all-stars. Yeah. All in the same gang. Shock had a verse as Shock and then a verse as Humpty. And ain't nobody even cared. They was like, you know what? There you go, Humpty. I mean, there are two different people. So, probably. Like, <laughs> like, what are you, stupid? Do you work for the Klan? Why are you killing the <laughs> black man? Like, okay, Humpty, I that's a very valid point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, so uh, uh, Shock G, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Greg Jacobs, uh, passed on April 22nd of this year. Like you said, Marcus, only 57, uh, which is way, way too young uh, for that dude to to uh, leave us. But, uh, you know, the music and, and the contribution to the culture, like that's something that will continue to live on, man. Yeah, definitely. So, and even and then on the uh, on the podcast version of this, like we'll we'll slip in some uh, digital underground tracks uh, in, in tribute of uh, Shock G. Uh, 
because yeah, it's it's been a like you said, Marcus, it's been a rough year for like classic uh hip hop with some of the some of the losses that we've had. Yeah. Uh so let me double check the chat real quick, Marcus, and uh you know, you can vamp for a little bit. Let me see if anybody got something to say before we get up out of here. Real quick, Nate. Bucky's. Went, I went to Bucky's in Texas. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Tell, talk, tell the people about Bucky's, man. Bucky's is amazing, Nate. Um, <laughs> I I knew about Bucky's. I had, I had seen Bucky's, but, you know, as I mentioned, had not been doing much traveling, but um, decided since I was in the middle of Texas and had nothing else to do Saturday morning, decided to make the 20 minute drive out to the local Bucky's in, um, Temple, Texas is where I was. And, uh, Nate, it was heaven. It was, <laughs> it was everything that Texas is, everything that's great about Texas is, is inside Bucky's. It's just big and over the top and just, doing the most <laughs> but the food mm. and the snacks listen I bought the, the beaver nuggets still have some of those <laughs> I bought um, like these chocolate covered batons mm. these, these batons Nate so fresh so soft like I was going to say nut, nuts that melt in, your, melt in your mouth, but that's probably not the, the best <laughs> phrasing. Um, phrasing, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I bought those. I bought uh, my wife's jerky. And then I bought a brisket sandwich. Because if you've been to mm. Bucky's, they are sort of known for their hot foods as well. And they have a, yep. a brisket station in the middle. It decided, you know what, it's 10 o'clock. I'm in Texas. Why not have a, a brisket sandwich to start the day? And it wasn't the best brisket in the world. No, obviously not. But for for a gas station for right. five dollars, it was pretty damn good. So, um, Bucky's is amazing. I've, I've done some research, Nate. I found a a third party site that will go and buy the snacks from Bucky's mm-hmm. and then send them to you because Bucky's doesn't sell them on the website. So. Oh, I might have to. The surcharge is pretty reasonable. It's probably if you're paying, you know, six dollars for some some beaver nuggets, they might charge you eight. So okay, it's That's not, not a bad charge. So I might have to do that because so you don't have to drop me the link. Yeah, off air because because yes. it it sounds like it might be a part of the nefarious means cable package. Yes, yes. Uh, so. <laughs> But yeah, if you, if you, you know, if you have a road trip this summer, you're going through Texas or yeah. Florida or anywhere in the South, um, and you see a Bucky's, do yourself a favor. And also, they're, I guess they're known for, like, their clean bathrooms. I didn't throw the bathroom, so I couldn't Yeah, that, that's one of the, that's one of like the hook is, you know, truck drivers and stuff. You can <laughs> find a clean washroom for our Canadian friends. and the, uh, A clean bathroom for one to get yeah. busy in, in honor of Shock G. There you go. So I once got busy in a Bucky's bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, see, that might have to like I already titled this "Do What You Like," but that might have to be the alternate title. title. I once All got right. busy in a Bucky's bathroom, but yeah, Bucky's is cool. It's like 
there were all these little places when, you know, particularly when I was younger and, you know, my family would travel. Like Bucky's was a good one. Uh, I think we've talked on this show before about South of the Border. Yes. Uh, I have, with, I've heard about it. I've never been yet, but. One of the most racist yet charming mascots ever. And that's your man, uh, like this big giant statue of this uh stereotypical Mexican brother in a some in a huge sombrero. I think his name is Pepe. Uh but it's south of the border featuring Pepe and, he, and I'm like He's still up by the way. He is still up, yeah. And I'm like, this is very racist, but these prices are so reasonable. Yeah. Uh they so I think they still sell fireworks. They may or may not. Uh but that was a big thing when we used to go there. Uh Roy Rogers. Like Roy Rogers oh, used man. to be the spot. Roy Rogers was the only place I could get it was in New York. We could not, we didn't have it in LA. So Red Rogers was always like this, <laughs> um, this, this fantasy that you would, I would get probably once a year when I would go back east. But yeah, yeah, no longer, right, oh, th- those are all out, out of business, right? I think so. Like yeah, like the best Roy Rogers I ever been to. I think it was in Jersey. Like it, it was a rest stop combination rest stop, rest stop Roy Rogers. And it was amazing. Uh, Jermaine says they have one in Orlando, a Bucky's, I guess. Oh, Roy Rogers is still around, Nate. Roy Roy Rogers still kicking? Cool, cool. Yeah, Roy Rogers. They have a a bunch in Maryland, Virginia. So. uh, Where in Virginia? Bellevue, Manchester Lakes, Front Royal, Gainesville, King Street, Leesburg. That sounds like uh, Northwest, Northwest Virginia. Uh, probably close to the mountains, but uh, yeah, Roy Rogers was good. Stuckey's was good too, man. Stuckey's was like the, the another kind of rest stop type of place, and they had like the their their claim to fame was the Stuckey Logs, Marcus. What I don't know if that? you ever had like a Stuckey log, a Stuckey roll, Mm-mm. and it's just like nothing but sugar, like sugar and caramel and toffee and nuts and just hmm. all in one. Teeth destroying delicious treat, uh, and that was a uh, Stucky. So yeah, there's there's a lot of these spots, man. Around, uh, you ever been to uh, a Sheets? I've been to Sheets. I've been to Wawa. Um, I've been to a Loves. Mm. Uh, trying to think, what are the other big ones? Uh, I think those are the other big sort of, you know gas station slash all these spots that used to be hot back when people traveled <laughs> back when people got in their cars and went somewhere yeah, yeah in the before times uh but yeah shout out to bucky's man still doing it still doing it man and it, to jermaine's point yeah they they just opened one i think the, the largest now bucky's is now somewhere in florida i want to say it's st augustine florida Mm, okay. Um, so they just opened like this ginormous one. So okay. So next time you go visit the WWE Thunderdome, you can stop by Bucky's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, real quick, I, I was just gonna say like that was almost like a like a quasi Vanderberg or something else from the history of this show that you can find out yes. about if you go back and listen on the Patreon. But uh, anything else before we leave, Marcus? Anything in the world of sports or wrestling or pop culture before we say goodbye to the people for this week? 
day, and there was something that happened in pop culture, but I couldn't remember what it was. Um, so I'm going to say no. That's it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have anything else either. I think, uh, you know, after... After my 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 Tebow my Tebow tirade earlier, I'm 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 spent, Marcus. I'm just gonna relax and enjoy some of this Seven Eleven energy tonic available in herbal and also the berry mix. Okay, I don't know why I'm doing a commercial here. I don't know why. Just getting paid. Uh, I'm trying to trying to show uh, the Bet MGM people. Look, we could we could be good spokespeople. Oh, by, by Jamie the way, Fox, shout, out, but- shout out to to Ben and J Lo for being just <laughs> irresponsible and just real, real high schoolish. Mm. I respect it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor, poor A Rod. He has nothing to comfort himself but money and jobs and it, the Minnesota it, Timberwolves. Well, he thought he has. He missed the deadline for that, so he better get on it if he wants that team. He's. You oh, he did. I thought I thought it was a done yeah. deal. No, uh, uh-uh, uh, not done deal oh, yet. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so that deal. Well, he still close. got he still got money and and two jobs at two different networks. Yes, he'll be all right. So he can cry himself to sleep on a bed full of money. But uh, that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Kings of Sport. Uh, appreciate everybody checking us out on the live show. If you're listening to this in the future, which is the only way that you could be listening to this, uh, you know, we do this all the time. You can check us out on Twitter and YouTube whenever we do a new show. Nine times out of ten, it's going to be live off of this StreamYard gimmick. Uh, you know, our way of kind of connecting with the people out there. And, uh, yeah, I think – We'll next show should be after after the playoffs start. That's when we should come back next. Yeah, the twenty fifth. Um, yeah, will be the next show. And we can kind of talk about the NBA postseason. So, uh, yeah, Marcus. Speaking of the NBA and the postseason, uh, of course you you know you covering the association for the good people of Yahoo Sports. You holding it down over there. Let the people know where they can find you on social media and uh, anything coming up. Uh, over at Yahoo Sports that the people should know about. You can find me on social media at Marco Will, M-A-R-C-O-W-I-L-L. And um wanted to quick plug a project that I did last year um, at Yahoo Sports that actually won first place for the APSC Awards um, for the privilege to play. It was a look mm-hmm. at seven different sports and just some of the, the hurdles that... Um, minority and sort of underrepresented communities have to face to get into into uh athletics so you can check that out at uh sports.yahoo.com backslash the privilege of play very cool very cool yeah definitely check that out uh you guys have missed that um for me you can check me out oh and jermaine (laughs) jermaine said a rod also has that big ass picture of himself that is true as well that's true That uh, you can check me out uh, on Twitter at in the number eight M O Z A I K at Nate Mosaic. Follow the show on Twitter, Cospot, KOS underscore POD, Facebook.com backslash the Kings of Sport. And of course, as we mentioned, Marcus, the Patreon, Patreon.com backslash the Kings of Sport. Uh, Post wrestling, Rocky Mountain via Picture Show, as well as a mysterious upcoming project that you'll find out about in the coming weeks. Uh, that's over at Post. 
and uh, the Black Lightning podcast over at DC TV podcast. Uh, new episode is up now, and and uh, you know we've only got three episodes left, or maybe two. I think it's two episodes left of Black Lightning before the uh, series finale coming up at the end of the month. Uh, that's over at DC TV podcast and the main event with Place to Be Nation. Uh, new episode should be up this week, I think, if I got my schedule right. But all the, all these weeks run together, Marcus. They do. So it's all, it's all a blur. It's all a blur. All around the world, the same song. Uh, so that's going to do it for this week. Thanks to everybody checking us out live and shout out to everybody listening in the future, uh, for Mark. Well, hold on. How, how do we, it's been so long since we've done a show. Like, how do we end this show? It's like, uh, we'll be back oh. next time yeah. <laughs> with an all new episode of the world's most dangerous sportscast, the Kings of sport podcast. Yeah. It's, it's been a minute folks. Uh, Marcus is out there enjoying Bucky's. <laughs> And yeah, yeah. If 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 you have Bucky stories or or stories of rest stops, drop us a line because we want to know about some of the great. Like maybe we'll conduct like a rest stop Hall of Fame one week. By the way, real quick, <laughs> uh, on the way out that Sunday, I went to to Shipley Donuts. Mm. Woo! <laughs> Let me tell uh, yeah, you. We, we, we might have to start Vanderburgers back. Just Marcus is yeah. the more you start to start to travel again, to get that going for the people. Because I, I did enjoy yeah. when Marcus would tell us his tales of the road and and what what were good places to eat at. Yeah, Shipley. Yeah, that's that. that those were some good donuts for. Because I st- I still wrote down that one place in Vegas. Like obviously I haven't been to Vegas since you talked about it, but that mm-hmm. place always. Like caught, burger place. caught my attention. Uh, it was a burger place where they had like the adult alcoholic milkshakes. Oh, Holstein's. Holstein's, yes. Holstein's, yeah, yeah. Holstein's. Yeah, it's yeah. inside the Cosmo. Yeah, they're still open. Are they still open? <laughs> yeah, they are. Okay, yeah. So Holstein's, yeah. So yeah, they. I, I still remember that episode. I was like, get a good ass burger and an alcoholic milkshake. It's <laughs> amazing. So yeah. Uh, well, we might have to bring back uh, Vanderburgers when Marcus hits the road uh, again uh, once once the world gets back to normal. Uh, but, yeah, that's going to do it. We'll be back next time with an all-new episode of the world's most dangerous sportscast, the Kings of Sport podcast. So, for Marcus Vanderberg, I am the godfather, Nate Milton. Now, red, white, Black, tan, yellow, or brown. Doesn't really matter. We can all get down and do what we like. Yeah, and do what we like. From a pink-skinned Yankee, Marcus Vandenberg, to a blue-black southerner, a ditch digger, or a governor, just do what you like. Rest in peace, Shock G. And you've been down with the king. Just having fun, y'all. And if you think that it's wrong, you got to admit it's a new type of song. Do, do what, what you like. like. Uh, I see guys and girls dancing. Yeah, do what you like. Yo, go where you like. Go where you like. I see guys and girls dancing. Yo, do who you like. Alright, here we go, y'all. Do what you like. Talk yeah, how you like. Drink what that. you like. Grab who you like. Feel what you like. 
Eat what you like. Scratch where you like. Itch if you like. Go where you like, kid. A brief announcement to all radio DJs. If this record is currently being played at your station, we will provide the following time for you to announce your station identification. You're listening to the Kings of Sport. We'd also like to add that we've now reached the three and a half minute mark of this song. Radio stations may begin your fade here. For those that would like help, we will start your fade for you. record is being played at a club, disco, lounge, house, basement, or block party, car, stereo, stoop, or at any other social gathering, we will now allow the beat to continue and proceed to give you more of what you like. This message has been brought to you by the makers of The Way We Swing and the underground Talk How You Like Posse. Ah, I feel like a nice big bowl of cereal. Icy cold milk. <laughs> Look, I told you, kid, eat what you like, okay? Now the beat goes on to the break of dawn. I just peep this, y'all, because we're singing the song. I do what you like. Yeah, I do what you like. And since you came here, you gotta show and prove. And do that dance until the dough move. But do what you like. Like I said, sometimes we bite. Now we're all getting stupid. And I can fool anything that you really want to do. It's cool. So go fingers. Cut what you like. Let me tell you who I am. Aw, shit. If you're hungry, then get yourself something to eat. And if you're dirty, then go take a bath. And do what you like. That's the Sonic, a jazz for the hip-hop fan. And since we're not your average everyday rap band, your piano man. Play how you like. That's all for this week's edition of the Kings of Sport. Be sure to come back next week for an all-new episode. You can leave feedback for the show on Twitter at KOS underscore POD or via Gmail at thekingsofsport at gmail.com. Don't forget to like and rate us on iTunes and tell a friend. The Kings of Sport is a production of the Mosaic Podcast Network. Whether you like it or not, he's bad. D-A-double-D-Y, that's ass. Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to leave it all on the mat. Because that's what I do when I get it done so I can do it. Yeah! What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Thanks for the footlong, IRL Marshawn. No problem, Tiny Virtual Marshawn.